Matthew chapter 13, from verse 1 onwards. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places, where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up, because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up and shook them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. I'm going to read this one more time so that the word of God just sinks into our spirit. I'm going to read from verse 3 onwards, Matthew chapter 13, from verse 3. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, he spoke to all the people who were there, the multitudes. He spoke to them in parables. So many parables he spoke. Many important spiritual truths he spoke, but he spoke in parables to them. And this parable that we are reading right now is one of the most important parables. Every parable that Jesus spoke is very important. But this is a foundational parable, I should say, that every believer should know because it reveals the heart of a person. Who is actually going to go to heaven and who is not going to go to heaven? Not everyone who hears the word, not everyone who even receives the word is actually going to produce fruit. We also know that without bearing fruit, no one can enter into heaven. There's no such thing as barren Christian. There's no such thing as being a barren Christian. Every tree is called to bear fruit. So in order for a plant to become a tree, to begin with, it must grow. In order for a seed to become a plant, it must grow. In order for a seed to be able to grow, the conditions must be right. And this is where Jesus Christ speaks about the different types of people. Where the word of God reaches them, but the response rate to the word of God determines whether they're going to grow or not, 
whether they are going to inherit eternal life or not. So let's just carefully read this section and see where we are in our journey with God. Let's see where we are in our journey to heaven. Behold, a sower went out to sow. Verse 4. And he sowed. Some seed fell by the wayside. The birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. They immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus said this parable, so it's very, very important. A sower, he sows. He has seeds, and he sows. When he sows, Jesus says here, some seed fell by the wayside. The word was given to this group of people but their response rate was zero they had no room for the word of God they were people full of unbelief they were people full of themselves they were people who had no room for the word of God the seed is the word of God we'll read that in a few minutes These people had no time for God. These people had no place for God in their lives. They were like this road, or like a concrete pavement, or like a cement pathway. No room for the Word of God. They rejected immediately. They say, Don't talk religion to me. Or they'll say, I'm not interested. No, thank you. Or others will say, I hate you. Don't even talk about Jesus to me. These are the people who fall under the first group of people who have no room for God, who reject the word of God immediately upon receiving it. That they don't really take it. They reject it when the seed comes to them. Then Jesus says, people like these, like we saw yesterday, they themselves fall into condemnation because there's no room for God. They themselves condemn themselves with the word of God because they rejected the word of God. So these people have no hope because 
they rejected the hope that came from God Almighty. Then there is another group that Jesus talks about where the seed falls on stony places. That means it has some soil. It was not all soil, but some places had soil, but majority of the land was full of stones. It didn't have much room. Little room was there, not much. Not enough for the plant to take root and for the root to grow deep. There are many people who are like this. They have little tolerance for the gospel. They have little room for the word of God. So when they hear it, they say, oh, thank you so much. I needed this today. You are an angel. Thank you for bringing this good news to me. They'll say all kinds of flowery words. And they will rejoice momentarily, so to speak. There's no integrity there. They appear to be happy. Little room. But not enough for the word to go in. So what happens? Whatever they receive, because they have the little tolerance, they give little time, and they give little space for the Word of God. And that's not going to really be conducive for the seed of the Word to grow there. So, the seed falls there. It has a little bit of soil. And the Word begins to take shape and form in their lives. The faith to obey has been granted, but there's no obedience there. When it comes to action, there's no action from this group of people. Where they listen and everything looks like they're going to follow Christ to the very end. All their words and their commitment, everything looks like they have room. But the God who sees everything, who examines the hearts and motives of the people, He sees right through their hearts. He says, oh, no. Majority of your heart is full of stones. There's hardly any room there. And so, you're not going to bring forth fruit. It is our responsibility to tend our garden. It is our responsibility to keep our yard free of stones. It requires filling. It requires diligent, sincere effort on the part of the owner of that piece of land. 
So they rejoice. The seedlands there, and it sprouts. But you know what? There's no room for the root to grow. When the sun comes, it's not actually able to benefit from the sun. The sunlight, the heat of the sun, is not actually helping the plant, but it's rather killing the plant. Nothing wrong with the sun. Everything's wrong with the land. Because the land is full of stones, rocky soil. So, the word has been given. They appear to be very sincere, very hungry, very thirsty. Oh, I want to live in this. Oh, I want this. And oh, I'll always be grateful to God. And I will never leave God. And all the, all the right words are there. However, they will not surrender to God wholeheartedly. They will not thoroughly repent. They will hold on to the old way of living. As a result of that, whatever word was given to them, it isn't flourished there. What happens? It dies. The work of God that began in that person ended. Sadly, it ended in a miscarriage. It did not go to full term. It is important to Believe God, believe equals obey, whatever the Lord tells us to do, to do it all the time. We need to make room for the Word of God in our hearts. If we don't make room for the Word of God in our hearts, then the Word of God will die. The work of God will end that we will not bear fruit may God speak to our hearts of this hour to make the effort to make room in our hearts for the word of God to flourish that the sun that is supposed to benefit the people of God may never burn the work of God or burn the life of a believer who should be going to heaven. What does it mean? The very same word of God that is meant to produce life, like we saw yesterday during the morning call, when we believe in the light that has been sent, who is Jesus, we live by Him. When we don't believe in Him, the very same God who's been sent, the light, the Son of God, when we don't believe in Him, the very same way, the truth and the life becomes condemnation 
or will condemn us because we didn't believe. So the responsibility is on us. Whether we're going to bear fruit or not depends on us. The very blessing that is supposed to bless us will become a curse when we don't give room for the Word of God. What happened? The sun is supposed to be a blessing. It's become a curse for this type of land because there's no room for the root to grow. As a result of that, when the sun came, this land died. It never be said of us. When God sees us, will be the ground that He would rejoice over, bearing much fruit for the Savior. Let us move on to the next group of people. Let's go to verse 7. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. Now what is Jesus saying over here? There's another type of land where there's no stones, but it has thorns. It has the soil that we need. Nevertheless, it has a lot of weeds. It has thorns. It has unwanted, unnecessary things that are crowding that garden. Because of that, what happens? The very thing that you don't expel out of your life, all those unnecessary, unwanted things that are there, that are left there to survive, will compete with the most important thing that is in you, which is the Word of God. And it will destroy the Word of God. Not because the Word of God is not powerful. Because you did not give room to the Word of God. If you look at all these people, the reason for them not bearing fruit is the same. The first type, the first group, had no room. They rejected the Word of God instantaneously. If you look at it, they had no room for the Word of God. The second group of people, and very little room that is almost equal to no room except it had some appearance of inviting the seed but had no room did not make room for the word because of that it dies that group of people they also have some room but not enough not enough for the plant to grow and bear fruit. 
What's the problem here again? They did not make room. They did not make room. They did not make room for the word of God. No matter what you're going through, no matter where you are, no matter how tight your schedule is, it's your responsibility to make room for the word of God. If you don't make room for the word of God, whatever you are having in its place will choke the word of God. You become barren. And your life will be equal to the life of a person who never knew God to begin with. We must be people of integrity. We must be people of understanding the importance of making room for our Savior, who is the Word of God. Without bearing fruit for the Lord, we will not make it. The purpose with which God has called us is to bear fruit. May God speak to our hearts today. If we don't make room for the Savior, then we are depriving ourselves of the blessings that God has for us. If we don't make room for our Savior, we are closing the door to heaven ourselves. In order to make room for the Savior, you have to remove the things that are occupying your time, occupying your place that is due to God. Everything that occupies the place of God in your life is an idol. May God help us this morning to examine ourselves in the presence of God and make room for the Word of God. There's no room, not enough room for this Word of God that fell among the thorny soil. It was not a garden that was kept. It was not a garden that was kept. As a result of that, all the joy and all the experience and everything is short-lived. Because other stuff came and took over. And the word of God was not that important in the lives of these people because they did nothing to foster this word that has been graciously deposited into their lives. They did nothing to nurture that. They did nothing to protect that. They did nothing. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Do your part in your salvation. Do your part in bearing fruit. Do your part. Do your part. Make sure you look at your life and see 
all the things that are displeasing the sight of God and see what needs to be removed, what should leave. Those who tend to their yards are the ones who would bear much fruit. Jesus says here, the soil or the heart that takes in, that has room for God, who is the Word of God, are the ones who bear the fruit that God is looking for. Jesus says to he who has ears to hear, let him hear, let him hear, let him hear. I want to take you this morning to the explanation that Jesus gave here. Verse 18 onwards, where he explained to us, he's explaining over here to us the meaning of the parable, this important parable, foundational parable, Matthew chapter 13, from 18 onwards. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. Why? There was no room for the word of God. And there's no room for the word of God. There's an immediate rejection of the truth. Where? Why do you have to say Bible, Bible, Bible all the time? Why does your life have to be based on the Word of God? Why do you always talk about the Word of God? Why can't we talk about something else? Why should we obey the Word of God all the time? Why can't we do our own thing? Why can't we do our own thing? There's the people who will reject the word of God where there's no room for God's word. And the word that was given by God has been taken away by the enemy. How? How did the enemy take the word away? He made sure that you make room, make no room for the word of God. That's what Satan will do. He'll make sure that people will not have room for God's Word. They'll have room for everything else. But when it comes to the Word of God, there's no room. When we have no room for the Word of God, God will have no room for us in His kingdom. Because the Word is Christ Himself. Now, let's go to verse 20. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet, he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Who are these people? These are people who are very happy. Oh, thank you for giving me the word. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for showing me that I was wrong. Thank you for showing me the way. They're rejoicing. They're so happy that 
they can now see. They're so happy that God has come into their lives. But you know what? They're not making any room. They have a little bit of soil. That's not enough. They're content with their hearts being stony. The majority of the area. If there's no room for God, then we're never going to be productive in the kingdom of God and our soul will not live. God is speaking to our hearts of desire. Our rejoicing in God and His word should not be for a brief time. It should be permanent. It should be eternal. It should be genuine. When the genuine work of the Holy Spirit is taking place and when someone is genuinely given their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, everything in their life will change. Everything. That's the true mark of salvation. Everything that is not of God will leave. They will be keen on making room for the Savior so that the seed that has been planted in them grows. What are these people doing? Because they didn't make room for the Word of God. For a short time, they're very happy. They rejoice over God's Word. They're saying, oh, how precious is God's Word and how powerful is God's Word and all this talk. But if it is that powerful and that precious and if it's that important, why don't you clean your yard? Why don't you remove all the stones from there? Why don't you remove everything that hinders the Word of God? Why don't you remove everything that is keeping you from following Christ 100%? What is it? Why? Jesus is talking about such people. He says, these are the people. They have no room for the roots to grow. So when tribulation comes, when persecution comes, because of the word, that means you have to endure. There's no room. There's no room. As a result of that, there's no strength. As a result of that, there's no growth. No matter how strong and how powerful the seed is, it really is unable to grow to the fullest extent because the owner of that land didn't think that it was that important for them to take all the stones out so that they can make room for the root of this plant to go deep so that it can become a mighty tree and bear much fruit. Verse 22 Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. This guy is a guy who hears the word when he say here's the word Jesus is talking about people who briefly obey briefly obey 
They have a genuine encounter with God, genuine salvation, everything, and they briefly obey. But if they have not made room, they have not made room. So when the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of the riches come to them, they have no value for the word of God. So they pick something else over this great salvation, this word of God. And as a result of that, they never grow into what God wants them to, or God has meant for them to grow into. May the Spirit of the Living God gives every brother, every sister, every child here who is listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit an understanding heart. To understand the importance of eternal life, to understand the importance of the Word of God, because without the Word of God there is no eternal life. We have to ask ourselves this question. Do you know for sure where you'll go? You know for sure that you're bearing fruit without bearing fruit. You're not going to enter you know for sure, you know for sure that you are a good ground. Unless you are a ground that hears the word of God and does it, bears fruit. You're not a good ground. You're not a good ground. Jesus says over here so beautifully, verse 22 the last portion he says and becomes unfruitful mission was not accomplished here it was aborted why? because there's no room because all these things that are there to choke was never removed. It was never removed. There was no room for this plant to grow. Having obedience is important, but consistent obedience is more important. Obedience to the Word of God, consistent obedience to the Word of God is very important. Only such people will become fruitful. And without bearing fruit, we're not going to be anywhere in the kingdom of heaven because the purpose of salvation is to bear fruit. John chapter 15 says that very clearly. You can read John. You can read John chapter 15 on your own. He who received seed on the good ground, verse 23, is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. God is speaking to our hearts today. Only those who make room for the word of God 
only those who do their part will receive the understanding that comes from God which comes as a result of truly fearing God the knowledge of the Holy One is given to such people and as a result of that they bear fruit as a result of that they bear fruit in the Spirit of the Lord speak to our hearts this morning take the word of God very seriously wherever you may be in your walk with the Lord make sure you keep your yard free of thorns free of stones if you want the word to grow and if you want to bear fruit whatever is hindering your spiritual walk is your responsibility to remove all of those God will water you God will give you an understanding heart God will cause you to bear much fruit when you do what you are supposed to do which is making sure that your yard is stone free and thorn free God will do the rest you obey the word of God and you do your part growing you into the image of Jesus God will do it he who began a good work in you he will bring it to completion may the Lord continue to minister to your spirits through this important scripture portion that God has given into our hands this morning shall we pray Father we thank you for this word that you have given to us making room for the word of God make the priority for your people making room for the word of God may we come the priority of your people in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I pray Father that you take away every distraction take away everything that is choking the word every distraction that is pulling your people down I pray may each and every single one of them do their part before God Almighty to tend to their yard never to think that it will automatically happen oh Father oh Father I pray Lord that you will continue to work in the hearts of your people and do great mighty things oh Father in the lives of your children as they remove every idol as they remove everything that needs to be removed from their lives everything that is hindering their walk with you 
Oh Lord. May people do their part so that you can do your part. And thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. And bless them with your blessing, Father, this morning. That they may be doers of the word and not hearers only. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this precious word that you've given into our hands. This precious word that is able to save our souls and our hearers. Oh, God, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.